LBFL International Ministries welcomes you to the God of Wonders radio program. Please listen as Karuba Stephen shares on how to follow Jesus and become fishers of men. What does Jesus mean when he's telling us to follow him? Matthew chapter 16 verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We see three things here. The first thing Jesus says is we need to deny ourselves. The second thing is we have to take up our cross. And then we're going to follow him. When he talks about denying oneself, we're going to look at how Jesus denied himself. And how Jesus took up his cross. And that's the same way that we need to do. We need to deny ourselves like how Jesus denied himself. And how he took up his cross. And we have to follow him. Luke chapter 14 verse 27. Whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. If we want to follow the Lord, we have to deny ourselves, take up a cross and follow him. That is to be a disciple of Jesus. And Jesus is saying here in Luke, that if we do not bear our cross, it's not somebody else's cross, it's our own cross. The path that the Lord has for us, then we cannot be his disciple. We have to bear our cross and then we have to follow him. Follow the footsteps of Jesus. If we cannot do that, then we cannot be his disciple. And we can see the same thing in Matthew chapter 10 verse 38. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. So if we want to be the disciple of Jesus Christ, then the first thing we need to do is deny ourselves. We have to take up a cross and we have to follow him. So far we saw about what Jesus is saying to each one of us about uh, being a disciple of Jesus by denying ourselves, taking up a cross. What does it mean to follow Jesus? We see that in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. What the Holy Spirit is speaking to us through 1 John 2, 6 is, we have to walk as he walked. That is to follow Jesus. That means, how did Jesus walk when he lived on this earth? We have to follow his footsteps. If we say that we are abiding in Jesus, then we have to walk as Jesus walked. That is the only thing, that is the proof to say that we are abiding in Jesus, by walking as Jesus walked. That goes hand in hand with what the Lord Jesus said. If we want to be his disciple, we have to deny ourselves, take up a cross, and follow him. That is to walk as Jesus walked. We're going to see three groups of people that God calls. The call of God came to three groups of people and... Even today, the call of God comes to three different types of people. One group, they get the call, and they say, Lord, I do not want this, and they are not going to follow Jesus. The second group of people are the people who come after the Lord for food, for healing, and then they are like the outsiders. They stay afar off, and they receive the blessing, and they go back. But the third group of the people leave everything, and they follow Jesus. We cannot come after Jesus just for food we cannot come after Jesus just for miracles and then stay away and say okay Lord this is too hard for me I'm not going to follow you if that is the case then we cannot be his true disciples so when we see these three types of people we're going to ask ourselves a question where do I fall which category am I in the first group am I in the second group am I in the third group and if we say okay I feel that I'm in the first group then we can make a choice today, Lord, from the first group, I want to move to the third group. If we are in the second group, we're going to make a choice. We're going to say, Lord, from the second group, I want to move 
to the third group. And if we are in the third group, we're going to say, Lord, I'm going to keep pressing forward until I get everything from you. The key words that we saw today, and we're going to look over and over again while we're going to listen to God's word, is follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So first half is following the Lord. The second half is the promise that he says, I will make you fishers of men. So it's not just like we're just following, you know, blindly following. Our goal is we're going to become fishers of men. That's what happened to a group of people who followed Jesus. So when we see the three types of people, it's time for us to self-examine before the Lord in God's presence. And honestly say, Lord, where do I fall? In which category? And after we look at this, we're going to see how did Jesus walk so that we can imitate him. And then we're going to see what the Lord has for us when we walk this walk of following the Lord. Matthew chapter 8, verse 18 to 22. Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus saith unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, Suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead. If you want to follow me, that is the life that you're going to have. That means it's not going to be, okay, I know where I'm going to go tomorrow, where I'm going to go the day after tomorrow. We can't predict. But if we follow the Lord, our path is going to be a very victorious, glorious path. This person who said that he wanted to follow Jesus, he's saying, Lord, I will follow wherever you go. Look at his response. He's saying, Lord, let me first go do this. He did not follow him right away. And we're also going to see people who dropped everything when Jesus said, follow me. They left everything and they followed. So the first group of people, they'll say, I want to follow. I want heaven. And they'll say, I want to have the power. I want to raise the dead. I want to heal the sick. I want to do this and that. But they will not want to follow him right away. The timing is very important. When the Lord tells us to do something, we have to do it right away. When the Lord tells us, follow me, that means we have to follow him. Delayed obedience is not obedience, it's disobedience, because the timing is very important. When God wants us to do something at a particular time, we have to do it. The second person that we are going to see, we have a lot of people in the Bible who did not follow the Lord, who said they wanted to follow, they did not follow. But we are just going to see two people from each category. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And if you look at the next part, what he's saying is, come, take up your cross, and follow me. What the Lord is telling here is, okay, you might have done some good things, you might have followed the law, but you're lacking something that's very important. You have to deny yourself, and part of denying is like his heart, and his soul is on the possession he had. He has not denied himself. So he's saying, you deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. And you know what? Jesus didn't tell this to accuse him. And this verse is like such a strong verse. It says, Jesus beholding him. That means he just saw him. He looked at him with such compassion. Loved him. You really want what you're asking for? That means you deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Verse 22 is one of the saddest verses in the Bible. Because the invitation is from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And this rich young man, he did not know what was waiting for him. He didn't know the value. And it says that he was sad at that saying and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. The same way there are a lot of people who come to Jesus, even today, and they say, Lord, I want to follow you, 
Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. And they have like great desires and ambitions. They think, I can come to Jesus. Jesus can make me one of the top officers. Jesus can make me rich. Jesus can give me good education. Jesus can give me a good family. All those things they can think. And they can think that I'm a good person. So when I come to the Lord, God will give it to me. When I tell God, Lord, I'm already a good person. But Jesus says, there's one requirement that needs to be met if you really want to follow the Lord. That is, we have to deny ourselves, take up a cross, and follow Him. These are the two people that we saw among many people from the Bible who fall under the first category where they got the invitation from the Lord and they even expressed, one actually said that, Lord, I want to follow you. He came and told the Lord, I want to follow you. We have to check our heart and ask the Lord, Lord, do I mean what I say? When I come and ask you for something, Lord, do I really mean when I come and say, Lord, I want to follow you? Do I really mean? We have to examine ourselves. Secondly, when the Lord points out something in our lives, when we ask the Lord, the Lord says, get rid of this. I don't like this. Get rid of this in your life. What do we say? Lord, this is too difficult for me. What will that person think of me? I got to bury my dead. I want to be with my dead. And then I will follow you. See, that is not following Jesus. By that time, Jesus will be gone somewhere. When he says, follow me, we follow and we go with him. And we have to examine ourselves honestly before the Lord, saying that, do I follow Jesus? Do I want to follow Jesus? If I want to follow Jesus, do I fall under the first category of expressing my desire to follow Jesus? But I'm not. I'm turning back and going. The second group of people are the people who follow for benefits, who follow from afar off. They'll come for all the meetings. You can see them in all the meetings. They won't miss the Bible study. They won't miss the Saturday meeting. They won't miss Sunday morning service, Sunday evening service. They won't miss any of the service. But they have motive to come as, my children need to get settled. I need to build my house. My children they need to go abroad. I built one house that's not enough. I need to build a second house. Lord, my husband needs a promotion. These are all the things that they run to the meeting for. And also, what am I going to hear about? What's going to happen about me? It's like another fortune telling, you know. Thing like, I need to run prophecy here, prophecy there. That is the goal. And we're going to see the second type of people, why they're actually in certain groups, in certain gatherings. A lot of multitude, whole multitude went up after Jesus, but who were actually his disciples? So we're going to look at the second group of people. John chapter 6, verse 22 to 27, and Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. This passage is about Jesus doing the miracle, feeding 5,000, how the Lord multiplied the bread and the fish and how they took excess actually. They had so much remaining. They had 12 baskets remaining. The Lord is talking about the group of people who actually sat and ate, who were at that incident where Jesus performed that huge miracle. And these people are now coming searching. They're looking for Jesus. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? They're going all over the place looking for Jesus. And you can see how they're actually hunting for him. If somebody from outside, they'll think, oh, look at that. Look at the thirst they have. These people, they saw this miracle. Now they really want Jesus. But the sad part is, imagine how sad Jesus would have felt. Oh, this God, this is the Lord who performed this miracle. And I want Him. That was not your intention. You are coming because your stomach was full. You are coming because you got your physical need met. It's not because you saw a miracle. You were not thrilled by the miracle. But you are coming for food. So there's a big difference between, okay, somebody's saying like, okay, I'm going to the Lord because the Lord performed a big miracle and say, Lord, I'm yours. 
I'm going to follow you because you did a big miracle. I'm going to follow you. I'm yours, Lord. I belong. I'm going to follow you everywhere you go because you did this for me. These group of people were not like that. They were following because they got fish and bread. Now they want more. They're thinking, oh, what more can I get? And they're following Jesus. So it's similar to you know, what we read about the rich young ruler. These group of people, now they have received something from the Lord, very substantial. But they're going after the material benefit, not after Jesus. When we see this, we have to now think about our own lives and examine. Lord, how many times did you do miracles in my life? How many times have I received multiplication? Multiplication of income, healing in my body, peace in my family when there was chaos. And, you know, the Lord blessed your children's education. And God has done so much. He's given promotion. After all of that, what do we follow Him for? Are we still following Him for our physical need? Are we still going after Him? Saying, Lord, give me more. There's nothing wrong in asking, give, give me more. If we follow the Lord for himself. But if our sole purpose of following the Lord. Is for our stomach to be fed. Is for our physical need to be met. Then something is seriously wrong. These are not. You can have like 5,000 people sitting. But those 5,000 are not his disciples. The disciples are going to be only the people that we are going to see in the third category. Those are going to be his disciples. So we have to examine ourselves before the Lord. Lord. What is the purpose? Why am I going to this meeting? Why am I here? What is my motive? Is my motive to get some uh, material benefit? Is my motive to get some blessing? Is that my motive? Is, what is my primary motive in following Jesus? What is my primary motive in, in going to church and seeking fellowship? What is my primary motive? And we have to check ourselves in God's presence. It's only between us and the Lord. We don't have to tell anybody. It's between us and the Lord. And if we find ourselves in the second group, we have to tell the Lord, Lord, I don't want this anymore. Lord, I want to be among the third group. And we have to make a decision before the Lord. Lord, I want to be your disciple. A true disciple of Jesus. Not just one among the 5,000. But I want to be one among the 12. Who left everything and followed you. The next one that we're going to see is Matthew 19, verse 1 and 2. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. A lot of people followed here. Great multitudes followed here. These were not his disciples. And they were all going after Jesus for healing, physical healing. And we can be one among these people who follow Jesus for a benefit, physical healing. It can be physical healing. It can be a financial miracle. But the bottom line is we are going to the Lord just for our earthly needs to be met. It's not to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's not to follow Jesus. So these people followed him too. Great multitude followed him. But they were not his disciples. We have to ask ourselves this question, Lord, what is the reason for me reading my Bible? What is the reason behind me praying? What is the reason behind me going to church? What is the reason behind me going to this Friday fellowship? What is the reason, Lord? Lord, examine my heart, examine my motives, and ask the Lord, Lord, change me. If I fall into the second category, we have to say, Lord, change me, so that I can move into the third category. Now, we're going to see who followed closely, who were the true followers, who truly followed. True followers of Jesus, they fall under the third category. Turn to Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 20. We're going to see how God's call 
came to Simon and Andrew and how did they respond to his call And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishers and he said unto them follow me and I will make you fishers of men and they straightway left their nets and followed him Isn't that beautiful to hear what they did when the Lord came to them and they did not know who he was but they knew to drop everything they didn't ask any question they didn't say so what are you going to give me what is my trade off because this is my job we are fishermen how much money are we going to get how are we going to sustain our family what's going to happen to our elders at home or my children or my family we see no questions asked over here what they did was and they straight away left their nets and followed him that means whatever they were doing on the spot they dropped and they followed Jesus that's what Jesus is looking for he's looking for people who will deny themselves the denying ourselves starts from there that's the first point when we obey when we say not my will lord let your will be done not my will let your will be done when the lord says will you give this up for me at that point we're not going to say lord so if this is what you're asking for how is this going to work out we're not going to think in a human way thinking that okay how am i going to uh, if i give this up what am i going to substitute in this place and you know how is the future going to be we're not going to sit and calculate we do not want to play god if the lord says give this up if the lord says you deny yourself this is part of denying is following the lord immediately when the lord says whatever you're doing when the lord says come leave that and come we drop that and we leave and we follow and then we see what the lord did in the following verses we see verse 21 and 22 and going on from thence he saw other two brethren james the son of zebedee and john his brother in a ship with zebedee their father mending their nets and he called them and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him you look at two other people over here james and john who immediately followed jesus they were with their father they were fishermen too and what did they do they didn't say anything let me go have a farewell party at home you know let me talk to my father consult with my father and see what my father is going to say let me go talk to my you know brothers at home let me consult my family comes first if they would have done that they would have missed the great calling of god on their lives they put the lord first they denied themselves that means what was due to them on earth they put it away to follow the lord that's why the disciples were able to ask lord we left all and we followed you that's when jesus said whatever you leave on this earth you will receive in this time and in the time to come many fold so are we able to be in the position and say lord i've left everything and i followed you lord i've left all lord when you told me to follow you i followed you wholeheartedly If we are not on the third category we have to ask the lord ask ourselves the question so what do i need to do now i'm not in the third category what do i need to do now in order to be among the third category who followed jesus closely because these people left everything you know the privilege they had they went to jesus everywhere jesus went they saw him raise the dead they saw him heal the lepers they saw him heal the blind they saw him uh, make the crippled man walk they saw everything and they even saw him raised from the dead and they were with them and these people were the people who turned the world upside down after that 
So, did they really become fishes of men by following Jesus? Yes, they did. But in order for them to become fishes of men, they had to follow. They had to follow Jesus three and a half years. Watch him speak, watch him heal, be with him. And they had to follow him the rest of their lives. And God truly made them fishes of men. And they were the people used by the Lord to turn the world upside down. We see that in the book of Acts, how the Lord used them. So we have to think before the Lord and we have to pause and say, am I giving enough time in my life to sit before the Lord and think, Lord, am I really following you? Because we don't want to be deceiving ourselves, thinking that, okay, I'm following the Lord. You know, reading a little here, reading a little there, saying a little prayer, you know, going to... A lot of activity doesn't mean we're following the Lord. That has got nothing to do with following the Lord. In small and in big issues in our lives, we need to consult with the Lord and see what does the Lord say. Does He want me to do this? Will Jesus like me doing this? Or am I saying that, oh Lord, let me go bury my father first. Or, Lord, let me go and bid farewell. Or are we saying that, Lord, this is too much. I can't give this up and return sorrowfully like the rich young ruler. Or do we come to Jesus and say, Lord, I want to follow you. But we are not really following the Lord. Do we fall in the category where we go after the Lord for material benefits, for bodily needs, but we really don't follow the Lord? We do not want to. When it comes to denying ourselves, we actually stop at that point and we say, I can't deny myself. Oh, cross? I can't take up the cross. People who are in the third category, we're going to see what does it mean to take up the cross. What kind of a cross did Jesus carry? How did Jesus, we saw in 1 John 2, 6 that if we abide in him, we have to walk as he walked. That means we need to first know how he walked. If we have to know how he walked, we're going to look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 9. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. And now we see from verse... 5 to 8, what Jesus did, how he denied himself. And then verse 9 onwards we see the result, the price that he got because of denying himself. So denying himself, how did Jesus deny himself? He made himself of no reputation. That means the moment we say, what about me? What would people think about me? When we have to do something for the Lord, how this is going to reflect on me? When we have that me, the worry about a reputation, we got to check ourselves. We have not denied ourselves. So at that point we have to say, I have to make myself of no reputation. If I want to follow the footsteps of my Lord Jesus, I have to make myself of no reputation. And then to follow the footsteps of Jesus, the next part of denying ourselves is, take the form of a servant. Jesus took the form of a servant. We have to take the form of a servant. Doing God's work is not saying that, okay, I'm a president. No. We are called to serve. Because that's what Jesus did. That's his footsteps. And the Lord says, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, then we have to become the servant of all. If Jesus took the form of a servant, how much more? We need to have that same attitude that we are called to serve. 
not to lord over we are called to serve and am i having that servant like attitude in my heart any time when the lord wants us to serve him am i saying lord i'm willing to serve you or saying or do we think lord what am i going to get what is my title going to be lord where are you going to place you know and that is not denying ourselves that is like being just like the world trying to establish ourselves and that is an abomination before the lord and if we want to follow the lord follow the footsteps of jesus as we deny ourselves that means we have to make ourselves of no reputation take the form of a servant and what the lord did and he took his cross jesus took his cross that's why he's able to say you deny yourself you take up your cross and you follow he took his cross his cross is much much more heavier than ours he says our yoke is easy and our burden is light because he took the heaviest burden so he took the heaviest cross we're just carrying the little cross in this earth that he has called us to carry and our cross we have to compare our cross with jesus cross what did jesus carry actually what did jesus go through what was his cross isaiah 53 verse 3 he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of god and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he open not his mouth he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb so he openeth not his mouth he was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation for he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people was he stricken and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence neither was any deceit in his mouth yet it pleased the lord to bruise him he hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin he shall see his seed he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the lord shall prosper in his hand he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities therefore will i divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he hath poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors this is the path of the cross that jesus walked he is despised rejected of men a man of sorrows acquainted with grief it says that he carried he bore our griefs he carried our sorrows if you look at jesus he was the person who had the most grief the most sorrow the most pain if we look at verse 12 the reward that the lord gave him because he carried his cross therefore will i divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he had poured out his soul unto death this is what jesus did he carried his cross unto death he was crucified beaten he bore the thorns and even while he was on the earth even before his crucifixion he was still carrying his cross he was rejected even though he did so many miracles most of the people were ungrateful they questioned him even if we read the book of john a lot of times it really tears my heart to read the book of john because he's a lord of heaven and earth and look at these people questioning him asking all kinds of things and saying that he has a demon when they are doing things that are not pleasing to the lord and they know that very well but they will go and question him and provoke him try to test him and all those things and he didn't have a place to stay and Jesus was just walking from place to place but he had a mission in his mind he said i got to carry this cross and I have to accomplish my mission and then what will happen is the lord will quench the thirst the purpose of 
his death on the cross will be quenched by seeing souls saved that was his goal and that is the same goal that the lord has for us if we follow him he will make us sins of men we thank you for joining us on this broadcast if you'd like to correspond with us please write to el bethel international ministries post office box 966 goshen new york 10924 or email us at ebimin at gmail.com. That's ebimin at gmail.com. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious Holy Word. Thank you, God, for ministering to our hearts and for teaching us how to follow Jesus. Lord, we thank you for helping us to deny ourselves, to take up our crosses, and to follow you. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have you. We thank you for your son Jesus Christ as the ultimate example of the glorious path of the cross. We thank you God that you have a glorious reward waiting for each one of us who submit to your authority in our lives, to your lordship. God in heaven, we want to be just like Jesus. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So happy that you joined us today on the broadcast God of Wonders and do look forward to meeting you again until then may God richly bless you.